Welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by Jardad. Good evening. How's it going, Jardad? Fine. It's actually not evening, but virtually it is. I mean, it could be for the folks who are listening. It's asynchronous. Yeah. I learned that. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Uh, so, you ready to talk about murder? I am. I am. I can't say I'll be like supportive of it, but if the perps get brought to justice, I'll be all psyched. <laughs> So this week we're doing the treehouse murder. This is one when I started looking at potential stories for us to do, I put on the list and I was like, it's too complicated. It's too complicated. Like I can't. Also sounds like it's out of some kind of children's show. <laughs> oh, there is nothing childlike about this murder. And the name then is way <laughs> misleading. Well, I mean, no, because it, it was a murder in a treehouse. So. But that, it, yeah. Okay. Well, I remain... Just because it's a crack dealer living in a treehouse doesn't make it less of a treehouse. Well, that's not in the children's shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, so I was. this was just sort of on the list. Um, the defendants have not gone to trial yet in Whoa. this case. So I was like, uh, even though it's three years old. so Fresh. Been, what? Three years? Three years, yeah. Uh, well, I guess two years, uh, 2017. Right, it was the end of 2017. Speedy trial waiver, my butt. Uh, but this story just recently came back into the news. For there's, there's so much going on with this. So like the murder itself is pretty straightforward. Everything after is very complicated. Oh, so, interesting. I know nothing about this. I'm best prepared. You do. For this. You do know something about this because you read the story of the update in Conk Life recently. That was cr- that was crazy oh but wait so let's just jump in there fair enough all right so we are at november 17th 2017 it is two months after hurricane irma has passed through the keys where are we uh stock island Ooh. so next to uh key west it's the next key from key west um the eye of hurricane irma passed over our house actually so we're at like mile marker 17 and i think we got the bottom of the eye it extended we, we weren't there and it wasn't our house but the house the house that we live in had the eye of hurricane irma pass over it mm-hmm. we bought it like a year later um and i was big so from us and then a couple keys up all had the eye pass over the eye was big yes that sounded like you were saying you were big <laughs> oh, <laughs> the eye of the hurricane was large uh and i mean the hurricane was large and uh it's not that it didn't mess up key west the power was out and everything, but Key West got out pretty much unscathed. Yeah, it, the eye missed Key West completely. By quite a bit. And yeah. even though it's like, okay, well, it's like whatever, 15 miles, like that's enough where, especially because they were on the bottom side, like they didn't get it quite as bad as mm-hmm. the rest of us up here. Um, yeah, they didn't lose power or water, right? Uh, both. Oh. But uh, they do have a desalination plant because the water comes from the mainland, right. uh, from mainland Florida. So they weren't getting the water that gets pumped all the way down the 120 miles of the Keys is not quite making it. That's uh, sweet, sweet Miami water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have a desalination plant, and they were getting some, so the water came back on pretty quickly. Uh, they did lose power for a while, but not for as long. So, uh, And, you know, stuff was going on 
Yeah, know, it was, was disrupted and people evacuated and it was, the keys were a bit... And I mean, it was a mess, right? Like the roads were, were all screwed up. Like you, if you were in Key West, like you wrote it out okay, uh, but it would not have been a fun couple of weeks before the keys opened back You would have been almost there. camping for a Basically. few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we don't want to minimize it, but it's not like everything was completely destroyed down there in Key West. Um, and so this yeah. is Stock Island. I doubt there were any fatalities in Key West. I don't from know there directly storm related but yeah in mm -hmm. any case it so they didn't take quite as much of it as like the hardest hit part of the keys um which was our house which was our house <laughs> yeah which also did just fine yeah. screens blew up and that's it do all you want their hurricane yeah we got it don't don't taunt the hurricanes that we do have a bit of a fortress Someone was here and they're like, yeah, you know, we have a friend. They, are, they weren't from the Keys. And they're like, we have a friend. And like, yeah, he's built like, there's some house. They were building out of like concrete blocks. And and I'm like, that's what our house is that's built exactly out of. That's exactly what our house is our built house out is of. Our house is made of concrete blocks. Uh, it's a good way to build a house. It's going to get hit by a hurricane. I'm a big fan of it now. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Keys were closed. Uh, this is not a thing that they normally did. But the Keys were closed for a couple weeks you could not drive back into the Keys. As we often say, there's one road, and uh, Florida City is where you get on that one road, and they just had it blocked. There are all these people just, like, hanging out there trying to get back home, and they're like, nope, you can't go in there. Getting back to their houses, and they don't know what they look like. I mean, it is stressful. It I, is so I would stressful. Have been enraged. You would have been driving around Florida City trying to get around. I would have been like, block. okay, well, now I got a boat, and I'm just going to boat 100 <laughs> okay. miles to my house. I don't exactly know how to fly, but I could rent a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was, I'm sure it was maddening. Uh, but yeah, so the keys were closed for a few weeks to even to residents and cause they don't uh, want people messing stuff up. Right. It's like you get traffic like jams and traffic accidents and, and oh, disaster just, uh, looters and for crap. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and you have, it's unique with the one road that you have the ability to really control access. You can just be can't, like, can't do it with Miami, for example. Yeah, yeah. Can't do I it mean, with anywhere anyone. else. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's hard to keep people out because there's a lot of ways in, but not here. So uh, when we came down, so we were down here in December of 2017, a month yeah. after these murders, and there were just, you know, 20, 30 foot high mounds of debris, the entire length of like the middle keys down and, on the and, sides of Route and 1. And debris was broken boats, was refrigerators, yeah. was you know, people's mobile homes. I mean, I mean it was, just the full contents of people's houses un, sometimes. But like the whole mobile home sometimes. Yeah. It was just like anything that could conceivably be washed away, they just like bulldozed to the side of the road. You yeah, because it, it was just on the road. It did, wa it did wash away, you know, in the 18 hours that the eye was here. And then they had to bulldoze it off the road. Yeah. yeah. And it took uh, probably six months for it to yeah. all get picked up. And then we're still cleaning out the canals. I think they've mostly finished cleaning out the canals but like every house is basically on a canal down here and uh so a bunch of stuff blew in there too and they had to pull all of that out and there's so. still lawn chairs and various weird oh, there's buckets and light bulbs and, i mean there's just everything swum everywhere yeah if you go out to like the places where there are not houses uh, which is a lot of the keys like you go out in the mangroves there's like all kinds of like little bits of plastic and light bulbs and bottles and oh, like stuff. housing i mean just stuff that would float out of your yard anything in your yeah. yard look take a look at your yard and imagine it just floating away like your whole furniture and your whole your yeah. umbrella and your grill and your i mean just everything could and float. nobody's gonna go clean that up nope except for people 
So we have the well, you later, but people. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the the uninhabited parts, right? If it's like a empty stretch, so you know, I go run on this like four mile stretch of road that's empty. Nobody owns it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess the county or the state owns it. There's no houses. Nobody drives there. Nobody is going to go clean that up. So we have the Concord Public Marine Army that we are both members of, and they good name. They go in and basically, you know, bring out 50 people and do these cleanups, pull refrigerators out of the water. And yeah, they get a barge and they like chuck stuff on the barge. Yeah. Which is the uh, best way to move stuff around if we you were reading, take it to the road. Yeah, we were reading their update today and they've pulled out like 150 tons of <sighs> trash. I think we're, we're up to like 85 refrigerators like pulled out of the mangroves. And yeah, uh, that's it because there's the government's not going to do it. There's nobody that's going to do it. Like you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so where this murder takes place on November 17th, so basically two months out from the hurricane. So it's reopened. The keys are reopened. Mm -hmm. They've been reopened for about a month. Uh, stuff's still pretty screwed up, but uh, this is not is not destroyed where they are down on Stock Island, which yeah. is right next to Key West. Yeah. Um, this actually takes place in the mobile home slash trailer park out there, which we go by all the time because we go get pizza out there on Stock Island, and sure. so there's those mobile homes in there. Okay. Uh, so let me read you the opening paragraph of one of the articles that I read. It's a Key West story. Hey. Matt was an old eccentric who used to go around Stock Island on a unicycle, and his treehouse on Laurel Avenue was known for its live-and-let-live sort of style. And, well... For frail old Paula, an alleged crack dealer, living under a blue tarp on the top deck. Okay. So Matt shares his treehouse with Paula. So Matt lives in the mobile home. The unicyclist. Oh, he's at the mobile home at the base of the, the, the yes. treehouse. And uh, I, th I think that's the case. And then there's a treehouse on his property. With a blue tarp. What this treehouse really is, is like a platform up in a tree. And then there's a little like shanty room built out of tarps there's like a tarp ceiling and tarp sides it does not take up the whole platform it's a really little like room so it's not like treehouse masters on the whatever tree channel house that, that i is. had as a kid was fancier than this treehouse it's a platform in a tree and then somebody's made like a little kind of like homeless camp style tarp house yeah up so there it's just like hunter's platform with the blue tarp on it kind of a little bigger than yeah. that now at some point someone said there were three people living in that tree house i don't know if that's three people counting the crack people dealer? who lived it oh. so paula alleged crack dealer she's definitely living up there i don't think we have to worry about defamation here we just let's say all right go ahead uh, she, she ends up being a victim so we don't want to talk too much shit about her no i don't want to talk shit about her either yeah. let's yeah. uh yeah. We, we don't know <clears throat> um so I don't know if the three people are like all three are living up on that treehouse platform or if that counts people who are also living in the trailer on the property. Mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Vague. Maddlingly vague. Yeah. Turns out the interesting part is not where people were living because here's what we know. Paula is up there. Got it. She also has a male friend who I think in every article I read remains unnamed oh. staying with her. And Matt is downstairs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if Matt owns the trailer or if he actually lives in the treehouse, but he's not up in the treehouse at mm -hmm. the time. Okay. okay. There is a trailer. And there Matt, is a trailer and on Matt the property. And Matt owns the property. Uh, uh, Matt lives at the property, so I don't know if... Mm. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. So Paula says she's in bed on Friday. It's just after 8 p.m. Two people walk into her house, basically come up into the treehouse just after 8 p.m. She's in bed. That's scary. Yeah. These three people, well, so two people come in. So there's three people involved in this, Tucker, Johnson, and Wilson. All right. And Paula, or is is she one of the three? Uh, so Paula lives there. There's three people involved in what's about to go down. Okay. So Wilson, we're going to call him Detroit. That's his nickname. Okay. Okay. So Roy Hank, Rory Hank Wilson, he's known as Detroit. Uh, Franklin Tyrone Tucker. So he sometimes goes by Ty. We're going to call him CrossFit for reasons that will become clear later. And then uh, John Travis Johnson, he's the driver. So he actually doesn't go up into the place. But so we got driver, Detroit, and CrossFit. And CrossFit, yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, so Tucker and Wilson, Detroit and CrossFit, actually CrossFit and Detroit, respectively, uh, they're dressed in black. Hmm. They're wearing masks. No. Yeah. Uh, they have with them uh a billy club and a knife and they go up good god to where paula is apparently they had done a drug deal with her earlier in the day i saw that in some articles uh but they definitely thought that she had a bunch of cash up there i think the phrase is drug deal gone bad i've heard this before yeah uh and there's not a ton about that because it, they were not doing a drug deal at the time for sure. She was in mm. bed. Um, and I think that's why it's just like they call her like alleged crack dealer. The, the phrase doesn't apply here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind. It's not like she was selling him drugs and yeah. then it went bad. Like they may have bought drugs from her earlier in the day. They thought she had a bunch of money. They were so they robbing. Go there to they rob were her. freaking robbing her. Absolutely. They go there to rob her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they come up there. They held her at knife point mm. along with the guy who's visiting. And then Matt, he was over at a neighbor's house. This and is he, the guy who live, may live in the mobile home. Yeah. Anyway, Matt. Yeah. Uh, he hears this is going on. So he starts running over. Uh, while So he's on his way. He's coming. I think he's called police. He's coming over to see what's going on. Good. Well, uh, yeah. Paul is upstairs. She's being held at knife point. Uh, they cut her throat. Oh, good God. I don't know what happens to the male companion. He's basically never mentioned in anything, so I don't know if they just leave him. Do you think he's fictional? I don't think he's fictional. Everybody seems to say he was there, but he was not attacked. Maybe he ran away. Uh, yeah, it could just be they didn't do anything to him, and so he's not mentioned because he's not really a victim of any violence. But they cut Paula's throat, and then they start going down the stairs as Matt is coming back up the stairs. Uh, and... They kill Matt. What? Yeah. With the knife. Uh, I may have been shot. They have a gun? Uh, oh, no. He was stabbed multiple times. They oh, kill him with the knife. Poor um, Matt, man. He's trying to do the so right he's thing. he's completely uninvolved, like <sighs> innocent, you know, good Samaritan basically going like, oh, shit's going down. Like, I'm going to go help. Yeah. Uh, they meet him on the stairs as and, they're trying to get out oh, and they stab him a bunch of times and he dies. Um, yeah, he wasn't involved in this earlier drug deal. He doesn't have the money. He's just trying to help. So I he's mean, like, a, nobody deserves to be stabbed by some asshole. But some, yes, some people really don't. Some people really don't even yeah. expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Paula survives having her throat cut, so she does not die. <sighs> and 
Uh, so obviously she's taken to the hospital. The cops are on their way, right? Because I think Matt had called them before sure. he went and up there. And, and there is, I think we've talked about this in various ones. There's a high density of cops in Monroe County, Florida, on the Keys. Yeah, and especially down on Stock Island, right? You, I mean, you're the probably most of the population's like down there. 500 meters from any cop at any time. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, so uh, the cops show up, but everybody's gone. Yeah. So the perpetrators are gone. Uh, the bleeding people are Matt still there is dead. For Pete's sake. Yeah, Paula is taken to the hospital. So she tells them she recognized her attacker's voice um, and the way that he walks. So even though he was wearing a mask, she knew who it was. She said it was someone she's talking to a bunch of times. They showed her a photo lineup. She picked him out. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. All right. So this is Rory Hank Wilson, Detroit. He's fifty. Lives on Stock Island. Fifty years old. Fifty years old. So these the these three guys: Detroit, Roy Hank Wilson. He's fifty. Ty Tucker, who we call CrossFit. He's forty six. And then John Travis Johnson, thirty nine. He's the driver. So he basically drove them there. They went in and robbed and, and stabbed, and then he drove them away. Um, fifty years old, and he's cutting people's throats. Mm -hmm. for... And he's thirty nine. So these are all uh, full on adults. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, so those are, those are the three people who we think are involved. So she says, I know this guy, Detroit, I recognize the voice. I recognize how he walked. Picks him out of a lineup. Picks him out of a lineup. From looks. Uh, I think she's like, I know who it was. And she's like, is this guy? They make a lineup. And she's like, okay, this guy. in the lineup. Oh, could, but she saw him with a mask. Like it's a weird lineup to He's like, oh, the guy in the mask was this guy that I'm now seeing in a lineup without the I don't mask. know what the picture's in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Okay. Oh, the, oh, it wasn't a physical lineup because they don't have Detroit. It was just pictures. They right, pictures. just a, they a photo lineup. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So now we got to go get the guys. Yeah. All right. So you're the cops and basically all you know is this guy, Detroit. Shut down route one. Babies. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I, I think it was later than that. Like they oh, had, it was a few days. There was a long time to go, you know, for them to get gone before she they had were to heal her. her throat and everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I think they're interviewing her in the hospital that night, but it's not like, oh, they're there on the scene and she's like, go get, go get them right now. Sure. Uh, I don't hear anything about how Johnson, the getaway driver gets found or arrested which I think just means there's not a lot of drama to it because there's a lot of drama to the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with Detroit. Mm -hmm. All right. So the cops obviously are like, we got to go get this Detroit guy. She said that's who did it. She picked him out of a lineup. She knows him. Uh, she's talked to him before. He lives on Stock Island. He like, lives on Stock Island? Yep. Uh, I mean, Stock Island is pretty densely populated. He apparently lives in a warehouse, like in a room in a warehouse on the second floor. Hmm. But it's real close to everything. Like it's, it's close to the cops. It's close. It's yeah. close to everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're yeah. not. They're not trying to flee to Miami, right? I mean, it's no, wasn't no. Like, they're we're, at home. We're, we're out. Yeah. I think they think they got away with it. Oh. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So they got to go get Detroit. No. Yep. Now he thinks he's fine. He this thinks is still he's November twenty seventeen. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so there's no like big long delay in this mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so they're like all right well she said one of the guys was this guy detroit all right we know where he lives we got to go get him so penny phelps is the lead detective on this case um she has been with the sheriff's office for a while okay so problem number one it's been a while since she went through training perhaps 
So she's like, we got to go get this guy. All right, so here's their plan. Uh, he doesn't have a car. That's Vinkman drinking in the background. He doesn't have a car, but he has a bike. They know where he lives. And so they're like, well, we don't want him to know that we know that he did this murder. That we're investigating him for this thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, because then like all kinds of bad stuff is going to happen. So we want to pick him up, but we don't want to go in and pick him up for murder. We just want to bring him in and question him. And we don't want him to think that it's about the murder. Right. Like and until you, and we start you can't asking. do a, a regular car stop because he doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a car. And so she's like, all right. So she's talking to this other deputy and she's like, uh, you, there's like a, a guy who works on patrol, uh, stake out his house. You know, we know the only way out of his apartment is like this staircase in the back of the building. And then he's going to get on his bike. And so once he's on his bike, I want you to pull him over. Uh, and I have been pulled over on my bike before for speeding. Cause you, that was your <laughs> badge of honor. You triggered like the radar gun and you were like going over 35 and a 35 zone. Like a 25 mile an hour zone. Ridiculous. Yeah, some, someone's like did you get a ticket? And I'm like, no, they gave a warning. And they're like, I would have asked for a ticket I just so I could hang the warning. <laughs> uh, I didn't get any paperwork with it. Anyway, uh, you can't pull someone over on a bike though. You totally can. You can pull them over for DUI. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So here's what Phelps, Penny Phelps says. And we know this because one of the deputies in the room has a body cam on and it's recording the audio. We will link to this audio, which you can listen to. It's like an eight minute file. Like I was going to put some of it in here, but it's like, it's, it's a actually, big long thing. It's actually interesting. Worth listening to the whole thing. Cause it's yeah. a very interesting, like logistical thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's only eight minutes. Like it's too long to stick into a podcast, but it's, you can listen to it. So she says, we don't want Detroit knowing we know who he is. Uh, and by the way, this guy, uh, Detroit is a black man. So he's 50. He's a black man. Ty Tucker, uh, who we call CrossFit. He's a white guy. And I think Johnson, you don't see him so much, but I think he's also black mm -hmm. just to be That's important for the story that we're about to tell. Yeah. All right. So Detroit, he's a black guy. We don't want Detroit knowing that we know who he is. We want it to look like you're the grumpy old man. You have nothing better to do than you're the white supremacist. You're messing with the black guy who's riding his bike. I just want you to be the neo-Nazi who's picking on the black guy riding the bike. This is what she's telling to the deputy who she wants to pull him over. Telling a traffic enforcement deputy to violate all the policies and all the, you know, constitutional <laughs> But problems. also to be like, like if you're the police especially now and you want to have good relationships with the community the way to fuck that up is to have them think that you've got a bunch of white supremacists who are just fucking with people like based on their race and she's yeah. telling them do exactly that just Pret make it clear it's based on only Pretend the race you're a neo-nazi yeah it's not because he's a wanted murderer it's because it's it's just a racial thing it's fine oh it was God. just like so misguided i see what she's trying to do and in a car they'd be like Make sure he has a taillight out or something and stop him for that. It's a legitimate reason you can you can use yeah. that. But on a bike, it's a little harder. Like, oh, he has a flat tire. Oh, make sure you got to... She should have been more creative, right? Make sure you got to like... You got to check the inflation of his tires. I mean, look, it's so easy on a bike because you don't stop at stop signs on a bike. Right. Nobody, oh, roll through a right? stop sign. Through a stop that would have been it. Look, check the guy. So easy. Check the guy. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, and so it's like... Okay, well, she just saying, like, pull him over on his bike and then, like, given this pretend black story. No, a couple minutes later, she says to another officer. On the says, same call. 
I, I mean, this is just in a room, right? A meeting, yeah, yeah, body cam's picking it up. She's talking to a different officer and about the guy that she's just given instructions to. And she says, he knows his bit. It's the white supremacist cop picking on the poor black guy that's riding on a bike. And uh, Penny, man. Yeah. I, I see where you're going and you have, you're trying to do like a good thing and catch this guy. But boy, oh boy, that's a corner cut. Uh, she just got fired yeah. for that. So yeah. that's that's the most recent update on this story that has just come back into the news like in the last couple of weeks is that there was an internal investigation. This is not the only, let's say, creative or suspicious thing that Penny Phelps did on this case. Um, but she did, I think, just got fired. Because this was the most public with the body cam, with the with the and like irrefutable this is, evidence, yeah. There's never a good time to have cops acting like white supremacists, even if they're not. But this is really not the time for I that. Mean, I mean, half the time they're trying to avoid acting. I mean, they should be 100% of the time trying to avoid acting like white supremacists. And to the credit of the uh, of the deputy that she was talking to, he was extremely uncomfortable. He tried to. He really said, tried to say no. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think he actually ended up doing that. Like he did bring the guy in, but I don't think he played this white supremacist, like make believe card. I think he just like went and got him and picked him up. Yeah. Maybe he said rolling through a stop sign. I mean, maybe he's a little bit more creative than yes. So in any case, they do pick Detroit up, they bring him in and, uh, they start interrogating him. Okay. So apparently you can watch this interrogation wow. online. Um, one of the articles that I was reading from one of these like local keys, news crime blogs, uh, it says at first he denies involvement. And then they say he had us convinced the people who were writing for this blog. So they clearly watched convinced that he didn't do it. Yeah. That he's like, I didn't have anything to do with that. And they're like, we believed it. Wow. Now, he's 50. He's out of time to practice. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I listened to a lot of true crime stuff and there are some pretty convincing denials from people who a hundred percent did the thing. So who knows? Um, so he, Rory Detroit, his wife is nine months pregnant, basically like she's going to give birth any day. Wow. And so Penny Phelps, uh, the investigator here is kind of trying to use that and going, you should be going home to your wife because you're a good and decent man. You were simply double-crossed by your friend Tyrone. Now, I don't know how she knows about Tyrone, a.k.a. CrossFit, at this point. Right. Um, but she keeps telling him, like, Ty did it. Ty did it. Like, that's how you got involved with this, is that Ty did it. it getting angry at some point. She's pounding on the desk, 1.30 in the morning. She's like, Ty did this. Finally, Detroit starts to crack. And it says, her methods seem incredibly effective, maybe a little too effective. But then they, they, this blog, they were watching this video and they're looking at the timestamps and they realized that he's, this guy Detroit is denying it. I didn't have anything to do with it over and over. And then it, you know, finally he kind of says, all right, you know, I'm going to cooperate. I'll talk to you. There's a three minute lapse in the recording between when he says he didn't have anything to do it with it and when he says he's going to dis- that he's going like to cooperate. A mi- missing Three minutes, minutes missing. Recording. Oh, no. There's also Penny. an investigation going on into what the heck happened to those three minutes that the camera was off. <sighs> yeah. Um, Who knows? This is no wonder it's been three years for trial. I mean, this is like gold yeah. for defense attorneys. If she oh, threatened sure. his life or something, holy cow. Oh, it 
it gets more fucked up from here. Okay, so this is that's the sort of nutshell of Detroit. Uh, there's a suspicious, not so great way to go get him, uh, but whatever they get but him. He, get, he gets identified by the victim for for one. I mean, that's yes. pretty good. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's very you have to go get him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of sketchy the way that they do go get him, but fine. And then he's saying he doesn't have anything to do with it. We have these missing three minutes. But after that, he basically flips on the other two guys. He admits it. the whole thing went down. Apparently, yeah. And says that uh, Ty is involved. He's kind of the guy. Okay. And then I think the driver, Johnson, may also have said Ty was involved. But again, there's I, could, I read a lot of articles about this and just couldn't find a lot of stuff about Johnson yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. So, all right, so you've got Detroit saying that Ty is involved, CrossFit. But there's nobody else that's, right, Pen, uh, Paula isn't identifying CrossFit, Ty. As far as we know, I mean. She hasn't said anything about it. There's, we, we definitely know. know. We she, definitely know. There is no the police independent yeah. witness. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ty, CrossFit, by the way, claims that he's being framed. Uh, he was sort of homeless. He like had a boat, but he would kind of live his days in the homeless shelter oh. in Key West. Um, and so I'm, I'm guessing he maybe had like a little dinghy that, and you kind of see these in Key West, like they're kind of pulled up in the mangroves, uh, you know, like along, like when you're going to the airport, there's mm-hmm. like these little boats in there home boats or hot boats they're not really houseboats in that they're not Not, big not even those i mean there's like kayaks and like little rowboats and stuff that like sometimes they'll use if they're going around in the water yeah we've talked about this like someone sleeping in a dinghy a mile offshore and stuff Yeah. yeah um so he was but he was mostly homeless at the time um i think was probably known to police but who knows i we don't know from from anything i could find why they thought he was involved ahead of time. Uh, okay. So there's no independent witnesses. So there's the other two guys who got arrested, at least Detroit saying he was involved, but there's no independent witnesses who put them, put him there. None of the neighbors, nobody knows who it is. Um, so how do we, poor Matt is dead and Matt's dead. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's introduce the, assistant state's attorney, the ASA, Colleen Dunn. Let me me give you a little backstory on her from a different local blog. I think this is from the Blue Paper, which is uh, a blog about crimes and stuff in the Keys. It says, she became an instant local hero one evening. Fucking. Okay, so Colleen Dunn, uh, this blog writes... She became an instant local hero one evening after she was attacked on the sidewalk outside the Green Parrot. <laughs> Joy, boy, that's a terrible way to be a local hero. So the Green Parrot is a pretty popular bar yeah. uh, down here. Incidentally, in Hurricane Irma, they had a live webcam, and there were like three guys who just like shuttered the place up and like hung out in there and like drank liquor, and you could just like check <laughs> in on them on the live cam. They're not the, the ones with now. the landline. That was Sloppy Joe's, right? Or was uh, that the Green Parrot? The Green Parrot had the landline. They, they had, had phone. Like, <laughs> an old school landline. And uh, yeah. And so it was like, there was no phone service. There was no cell service because the power was out. Uh, but they had this landline that was working. And so you could just like go, you know, people would get on their bikes and they'd bike, you know, 30 miles into Key West. 
and then use the phone. Totally what we There was a grocery been. store, like the Winn-Dixie, I think, in Big Pine also had a landline that worked. And so people would just call. And like, I'm looking for my cousin. Like, is she okay? And they'd be like, stop. <laughs> like, we just want people to be able to call out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, she has come out of the green parrot. A robber tackled her from behind. And as the story goes, while he had her on the ground, Ms. Dunn mule kicked him in the face, nice. knocked him out with her handbag and called police nice that is epic the guy said i love that story so much i thought of painting an eight foot picture of her in heels a foot on the hoodlum's chest like a trophy picture of a bloodied buffalo at the end of a safari holding her purse high (laughs) with one hand (laughs) that's great uh unfortunately uh colleen dunn also has some issues she's being investigated by the florida bar because she withheld evidence in her prosecution of an ex-police officer Uh, uh yeah She's also lied to some judges, including in this case. Guys, corner so. cutting doesn't pay off. No. All right. So. Gosh. I know. All right. So. Uh, so we don't have any independent witnesses to put CrossFit at the treehouse, except his cellmate in the Stock Island jail, who says Ty bragged to him about killing Matt and a jailhouse snitch yeah yeah so do you trust that jailhouse snitch well the judge wanted to know that too like can i really trust this guy yeah so asa colleen dudd she assures the judge he's not a confidential informant he had no expectations he just wanted to tell the truth because he was appalled that this guy CrossFit was like bragging about this sort of brutal murder of this basically innocent guy, like just coming to help his friends. So the judge denied bail. Better be true, Colleen. The judge specifically refers to the great weight of the jailhouse witnesses testimony in his decision to deny bail to CrossFit. However, hmm. investigators discovered that the jailmate uh jackson is his last name so call him jackson he's a known contract informant for the sheriff's office like he's like a professional snitch snitch informant and he got put into the bunk next to crossfit on purpose on purpose they talked to him ahead of time he admits, so he got deposed, he admits that he met with sheriff's detectives who were investigating the three-house murder before he bunked next to CrossFit and got the confession. He said he'd been leaving messages for the detective, uh, and then they were, like, passing messages between his girlfriend and, and the cops That's really and him. close to professional informant in this case, yeah. At one point, Jackson met with the cops, and they did a recorded interview, and the cops encouraged him and told him to go back and see what else he could dig up on CrossFit. And before parting, the cops said, what's your end game? And Jackson answered, of course, I want something. And then he said he wanted his charges dropped for whatever he was in for to be released and to have his life back. And lo and behold, Colleen Dunn got assigned to his case and he was released two weeks later. So the cops are like, you got to go get us some stuff on this guy. And he's like, all right, but like drop the charges and let me out. And they're like, okay. And she knew it, then too. She, she knew. Can't, she this can't is say all before. She, didn't, she got him. She was involved in all this. So she can't say like, oh, if somebody didn't tell me or it wasn't in the file. No. This is really 
pretty and pretty the bad. issue of the files are interesting because they have these recordings yeah right right absolutely and then there's uh there the judge was pissed no kidding right i mean judges do not like getting lied to no the judge was angry oh. and apparently there's like two other he's like what else are you guys lying to me about and there's other confidential <laughs> and they're like well here's a couple of things <laughs> that they're like but the rules are so lax that like the cops can basically keep or not keep files on this stuff kind of like however they want there's not a requirement that there's a lot of documentation sure. so there's this question about like all these other people that like are they actually actually confidential informants and you're paying them and they're like well you know we don't really have a file on that we don't know and the judge is like like hell you don't know yeah all right so so that's the corroboration of detroit's story is this informant is this informant who now seems like he's got all sorts of incentives to say yeah. what he said yeah. so so not only is he a confidential informant which colleen dunn said he was not that's bad. she told the judge that he had no expectations of getting anything in response for his testimony and for you know the story that he Doubly told bad. and he explicitly said on video that he had an expectation and she gave him the thing that he said he was expecting oh, that's so that if it were if it, oh no she can't she can't act like she didn't know all right so yeah. it's still there's still one more level of twist and turn here so ty crossfit why yeah. do we keep calling him crossfit okay so i was wondering why. that myself he went to high school, I think in Oregon, not in the Keys. He, mm. you know, he came down to the Keys, but he went to high school uh, with Lauren Janai. Lauren Janai claims to be the co-founder of CrossFit, like the four billion dollar fitness so empire. Kind CrossFit. of a big deal. She claims to be a co-founder. Uh, her husband would be the other co-founder slash actual co-founder actual founder like because he's the founder guy he's the founder they got divorced uh the crossfit people say that she never founded the exercise regimen here's a quote she is in no way associated with crossfit at this time and was never a part of its founding says ben allen crossfit's military liaison <laughs> so that's the company line Yes. So basically she was married to, it sounds like she was married to the guy who founded CrossFit. She likes to call herself a co-founder. Uh, she has no stake in it. When they got divorced, she had to sell all of her shares. Oh. And uh, sounds like he kind of did most of the founding. I mean, you're married, right? So like if you founded some big fitness empire, I'd be doing the fitness. And Don't get divorced in Oregon, it sounds like. Yeah. She has a lot of money though. Oh, okay. Well, good. Um, all right. Good, good, good. Just not part of CrossFit. Yes. So she had, uh, you know, bunch of shares of CrossFit that she sold when they got divorced. So she's not involved anymore, but she's very wealthy. Uh, while all of this was happening, she had rented herself a $3 million house in Key West. So she could be closer to it, even though she and her kids live in Oregon because CrossFit. she went to high school with Ty, <sighs> AKA CrossFit, which I call him just because nobody else calls him that. I just call him that because they, he had reconnected with Lauren on Facebook, I think before this murder happened, this like is a the month sound or of two me shaking before. my head. Yeah. Shake, shake. So they shake. were like flirting on Facebook and then he gets arrested and she finds out 
And I've got some quotes from her here. She says, I looked into the case. The report said Ty was on surveillance video. He was not. The reports say a lot of things that ended up not being true. And when I saw there was absolutely no credible evidence against him, I became 100% sure of his innocence. And so she hired this big set of law firm or big set of lawyers to represent him. It says... Uh, including one of the top defense attorneys on the island, Kara Higgins of the Horan and Higgins Law Firm. We walk past their offices when we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the island. Good, uh, good location. Mm-hmm. So she hires him all these big fancy lawyers, and she says, "I went in like, oh, my friend might need help, and I just wanted to make sure he didn't caught, get caught up in something and didn't have anyone looking out for him." I just know the whole situation's wrong, and I have a story to tell, which she is telling. Inside Edition is kind of regularly. She has a story to tell? Yeah. Huh. Uh, because they're getting married. Mm. Um, uh. So she, he didn't have a lawyer. I mean, he had, you know, they, all three of them were declared indigent. So they have uh, court-appointed yeah. attorneys. Um, and then she was, so he, you know, I think he hadn't even met with his public defender, but he's doing video visitation with her from the Monroe County Jail, which is a thing that they do. And then they realized that they had a romantic attraction. And I got to say, I'd have a romantic attraction to anyone with like millions of dollars who was going to hire a bunch of lawyers for me if I was stuck in jail. Oh, it makes sense for him. It's question. It's the problem is I don't understand her motivation. Yeah. Even though this is a relationship that's not physical, he and I have known each other for such a long time. It doesn't seem strange to me that we have feelings for each other. She said, it's been a year of constant communication. And then even though she said she was 100% convinced of his innocence, she says, whether he's guilty or not, I feel like we have a constitution and there's rules on what should happen. Ugh. So she hires all these fancy lawyers who have dug up all this other complete bullshit like i'm not saying it's nonsense like there's a bunch of shitty stuff that happened in this case and now he's Mm -hmm. got these good lawyers and not that a public defender wouldn't have found it but his fancy lawyers found it and you know go into court the judge had denied him bail because of this jailhouse informant who they were sure didn't want anything and was not a confidential informant and then the his lawyers are like well here's a video of him talking before he even bunked with this guy about what they wanted and the judge sort of rips a new one to everybody on the prosecution side uh and gives it sets a two million dollar bail for him and lauren pays it and he's out uh they allegedly were gonna get married Uh. that week So he gets out, I think, on a Monday, and I think Friday they were going to get married in Key West. Uh, She had rented a house down in, a $3 million house down in Key West, so she could be here. And there's a mixed story. Some say that uh, they were going to stay in that house in Key West because he, you know, the terms of his release were that he had to be there. Um, and I think it was like, he can't use the pool because of the ankle monitor. It'll, uh, it'll zap out. Yeah. I think that was inside edition though. And it was, <laughs> it was very f- beautifully written. Uh, but other stuff I saw said that as part of the bail agreement, he was allowed to go live in her house in Oregon. Whoa. Um, so he still, I think would be on house arrest in Oregon. Uh, oh, and that's like not really monitor. house arresty if you can travel to Oregon. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Inside Edition says, once he was released on bail, the couple was able to kiss for the first time. And she said their first night together was, quote, amazing. Oh. <laughs> he says, wrong. all I wanted coming out of that jail, I just wanted to put her in my arms and hold her and that's it. Oh. I got no judgment on this guy for Tybo taking guy. what? How old is he? In his 40s. He's like 46. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
I've got to keep pinching myself to believe I'm awake, Lauren added. Lauren's real happy. Uh, Again, I can see why he's happy. Lauren, goodness. They're planning their wedding. Now, she has four kids, and they're... They've got to be psyched to get a new dad. That's good. Man. Uh, And they're... I mean, I saw there's a there's a picture on there. They're youngish. Like the there kids. may be one yeah. that's in high school. Whoa, they are young. And that would be the oldest. Oh, yeah. Okay. She says, I don't really care what other people think about the relationship with her man accused of murder. I think the operative word here is accused. The kids don't seem to mind either. This is the person I want to be with by my side for the rest of my life. She added. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, yeah. Maybe. Maybe there's a one in a million chance this will all work out and he's falsely accused, but it's still weird. I got to say, there's issues, even if he didn't do this murder. Uh, yeah. He had issues. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I don't know if I did have kids that I would want to be like going from my relationship with my crossfit founding husband who could have been an asshole I mean, he's I don't the know dad of those kids yeah that's their dad yeah um to this like crack addicted is he really i'm doer i mean a crack i guess using <sighs> like he terrible i mean he's got some issues not that you can't sort the issues out but Blinded. like then they're not trying to you gotta they, sort those in... issues out like after you got to sort them out before you get married. Look, maybe Make I'm sure that's gonna work. bourgeois, but meeting someone in jail seems b- a bad start to a relationship. Yeah. Like, they're in jail, dude. Most of us don't go to jail. Most people don't. Yeah. And I mean, some people go to jails for things that they shouldn't. Sure. But murder, that's a real risk. But there's a big difference between he shouldn't have been in jail and he's a good dad and he's a good, he's a good husband and yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him right that there's like he's starting at the wrong end of the pendulum but he has to move way far yeah indeed so uh in any case that's sort of the current status (sighs) so the uh none of this has gone to trial yet um penny was just fired and you can i mean like the new york times had stuff on that in addition to the miami herald and the keys news down here and it doesn't touch on the details of the case as much as just the sites to the the, racism the eight minute yeah, yeah. Uh, tape of the meeting and her statements and they just sort of said look this can't we can't allow this in in monroe yeah. county that just does it's not it, it can't gr- be a police officer like this that's right and the response was very good i think i mean the the i think the deputy who got told to do that who was really uncomfortable with it had filed a complaint and they did a very thorough investigation and kind of came to this so it wasn't like a knee-jerk reaction but yeah. they also were like not okay yeah i think the chief of police uh, sort of even your statement was kind of like look she's got a lot of experience and she's had a lot of good things but this is just something i can't she has a phd she's taught at the stuff yeah. i mean she's got what looks like a very good record of doing a lot of stuff but like this is one of those things where it's like oh this is this old school person who like thinks this is a good idea and just like really doesn't get the reality of the problems we're trying to fix yeah you know and th- that's making it harder for every other police officer in monroe county yeah uh so that has happened there is still i believe an ongoing investigation into those missing minutes from the video the florida bar is investigating the state's attorney the judge is obviously pissed um but the trial dates i don't think have even been set and Mm. the i think the most recent thing i said 
or saw was that the prosecutor said they wouldn't even be ready to go ahead with the case until later this year. So, dude, I got to check on the Florida testimonial privilege, the spousal testimonial privilege. The, having the wedding before the trial might be interesting. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, but the, I mean, Lauren wouldn't have a lot to unless add he's about telling her everything that's going on. That's what you oh, worry about, and that, that's marital communications too. I bet he would tell her he didn't have anything to do with it, even if he did. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. People you, don't turn you don't to want crime because they have a PhD. I People. know, but you don't want to risk like your, let's say, let's say the situation is what probably a lot of people expect, which it maybe isn't, but let's say uh, he's kind of using her for her money and she really honestly believes that he's innocent and wants to help him out as in, and is in love with him. If that's the situation, sure, he's not going to tell her. You're not going to risk losing like the person funding your high-paid lawyers who are maybe who are working hard and doing well to get you out of this. Sure. By Yeah, but she could be truth. like there if he's calling his buddy Detroit and talking about how awesome it was to I mean, there's like, yeah. if I were in the movie or the <laughs> TV series, there'd be stuff here. And uh, with this case, who knows? There could be another complication if they get married. Yeah. It's a, a crazy ongoing thing. Yeah. So uh, we will, you know, whenever that trial ends up happening, we'll do a little update once there's results from it. But um, the, the, we, the interesting thing, though, for me is we're not talking about any forensics. They didn't do any well, they, forensics. We just... that. I mean, I don't, oh, I don't want to two. jump to that. Part two. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, there's just no information on the rest of the investigation. Oh, because it hasn't gone to trial and they haven't. So there's prob there may be more stuff. I mean, you know, like she alluded like, oh, they said he's on surveillance camera. Like there were, you know, she had a quote about that, Lauren. Yeah. I, I mean, I read a dozen articles, like nothing mentioned any of the rest of the evidence, but there certainly are surveillance cameras all over Stock Island. There's cause there's a lot of stores and restaurants and stuff. Right. Um, so there could be a ton, there could be DNA. Like we don't know. There's just no reporting on it because it was basically like, okay, this murder happened. Uh, they arrested this guy. Oh, there's some like sketchy stuff about how they arrested that guy. And then the CrossFit lady gets involved. And so like all the reporting is basically around the stuff that we talked about today. So we don't really know what. Yeah. The and the police is. wouldn't release all the other stuff before trial because, you know, you don't want to taint the trial. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Sure. What ends up coming interesting. Out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there will eventually be a part two once wow. the trial happens. Uh, maybe we could go. Dude. That'd yeah. Interesting. Public. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so we'll let you guys know. You ready for a dog palate cleanser? Always ready for a dog palate cleanser. Dying shelter dog gets his very own fire hydrant. Whoa. This is actually an older story. This is from 2017, but it's so good. So Kevin, the pit bull, he was abandoned. He, uh, was taken to paws across Oswego County where he's been living. Um, and he's a poor skinny guy and he has had, clearly has had it tough older looking dog um a lot of his fur had fallen out which is common i mean a lot of our rescue dogs have come in with skin problems their fur falls out so yeah. anyway like everybody of course loves kevin and they get him all taken care of and they like chub him up and uh the, he's not getting adopted because like he's he's pit not bull. a bad dog but yeah he's a pit bull and he's like super excitable and he's older like he's got kind of a white face um, but he gets a little crazy around everyone, not aggressive, <laughs> but you know, we've had 
we rescued dogs like this too who they are, just jump around all the time and knock stuff over and push push people and yeah like they just don't know butt how to attack yeah yeah um so he uh had a bladder infection and then it turns out he's got kidney failure no. uh, which we have dealt with and so it's like okay we're not going to try to adopt him out because that's like a terrible process and uh, it's expensive and you need someone who's really going to take a lot of time with him. So they're like, well, we're just going to keep him here. He's going to be our dog at the shelter. Mm. So not, he doesn't, he gets like a little spot in the office and everybody takes care of him. Like they've adopted him. Oh. Uh, and so they're like, all right, well, we're going to kind of give him the best end point as possible. And so somebody reached out to the mayor of us, we go and they ask if, you know, will you, come and meet Kevin and, you know, like take some pictures and give him a good day. And the mayor said, not only would he love to meet Kevin, but he wanted to dedicate a fire hydrant to him as well. <laughs> and so Aww. there Kevin goes out and he's got like a little shirt and a tie and the mayor nice. oh, made Kevin. a little plaque. Kevin's got a big smile he on his face. He looks so happy. He looks so proud. And the mayor, they're like by this fire hydrant, the, major's cr- the mayor is crouched down and he's got like a little proclamation good job mayor uh yeah with like a little seal on it dedicating this is kevin oh and kevin looks so pleased he looks so so happy happy so as the mayor of the city of oswego and behalf on behalf of the citizens of the city of oswego i hereby present kevin the pitbull with this certificate proclaiming the fire hydrant at the intersection of west second street and west oneida street in the city of oswego to be designated to kevin as we recognize and embrace his charming characteristics and the joy he brings to the Oswego community. That's Congratulations, great. Kevin. So, uh, yeah. So they're basically doing like bucket list happiness for Kevin. That was in 2017. So my guess is Kevin is not still with us, but he got his own fire hydrant and love and a great day. I'd take a fire hydrant. That'd be pretty good. Would you like me to have a fire hydrant dedicated to you? <laughs> well, I'm hoping for more, but at least <laughs> fire hydrant, I guess. I mean, Kevin did seem real pleased with that fire hydrant. Yeah. So. His tie sucks, though. He didn't tie his tie very well. Uh, hey. It's all crumply. It's all right, Kevin. Don't worry. He's super pleased. Day. And he can't look down that way, so he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kevin. So uh, it's a good one. It's like a big, tall fire hydrant. Too, yeah, he's so. super happy. We'll, uh, we'll link to that in the description as well. Yep. So, uh, well... Any last words before we sign off for this? No, we're going to update this one. For sure. Uh, it'll probably be later in 2020. And who knows? Who knows how long this is going to happen? And real life is messy, is what it is. Real life is messy. And these trials take a lot longer than I thought. Like, I knew that they weren't super fast, but I, I thought it was like, oh, you get arrested for murder, and then it's like a year later. And... All these like newer cases that we've been doing, it's like three, four years before they even go to trial. I had no idea it was that long. I think it's easier if you have a confession. It's easier if you have like a video. Maybe, it's yeah. easier. I mean, yeah, it's harder. But yeah. yeah, it's hard to put this stuff together sometimes. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's it for this week. Until next week or until next two weeks. Don't conk out. Don't conk out. Bye. Bye.